Shri Vaishnava Guru Parampara ki jai, Shri Guru Purnam ki jai, Shri Sanatana Goswami Prabhupada Thirubhav Mamutsvajiti ki jai, Gaur Premarandi. So gathered in the evening of the Guru Purnam and the Thirubhav, or disappearance of Sanatana Goswami Prabhu, these are auspicious occasions for the Hindu world in general with regard to the Guru Purnima is widely celebrated by um, practically all lineages and um, of course Sanatana Goswami's disappearance is particular to our Gaudiya Sampradaya but beyond that as well to all of Vrindavan, uh, <clears throat> at least during the time of Sanatana Goswami Prabhu, that was uh, very much the case. Jiva Goswami has described Rup and Sanatana as being famous in Natura, which means the whole mandala, circle of Natura that includes Vrindavan and the other lawns or, or forests of the Braj Lila. And to be famous in Natura is really to be famous, is the idea. So we'll speak a little bit about both of these uh, events. Uh, first, with regard to the Guru Purnima, as I said, it's, it's the Purnima, the full moon of, of honoring uh, the Guru and, and the way in which it was observed and stood by Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is worth noting. It involved the worship of Vyas, the, who in one sense is the Adi Guru, uh, who, who penned the, uh, or under whose auspices he and himself and others penned the, the great and voluminous body of sacred texts that constitute the great Eastern Revelation. <clears throat> this is uh, an example of what Prabhupada referred to when he said the first work of the Acharya is to make a literary contribution. So Vyasa has made a huge literary contribution in the wake of which successive uh, Acharyas in uh, all lineages stemming from him, as they do. Hmm? All lineages stem from him, in, in a sense, Hindu lineages of Vedanta, of experiential spiritual life. <clears throat> and uh, in that sense, he's Yadi Guru. There's different ways in which we can think of the concept of the Adi Guru, of course. Krishna is the Adi Guru, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is Adi Guru, Nityananda Prabhu, and different ways to think about it, but this is one way. Um, in terms of Vyas and very appropriately so on this occasion, I don't know, of course, how much in the celebrations of the Guru Purnim and the various lineages, there's much attention these days to Vyas, and that lineages have cropped up and, and, um, and departed in many respects, in some instances, from the, the text. This is one of the things that Prabhupada was very much um, bent on emphasizing, and he did, and, and uh, the value of it is really, um, I've come to appreciate over time, that, that being that we follow a lineage and it has a body of literature. It's a standard of knowledge and, and so on and so forth. It's easy to make it up as you go along with a little charisma and, and, um, and uh, uh, in contrast, to have a lineage that has the, the, for the most part, of course, room for new insight and so forth, but for the most part, the, the teachings um, written down. I often say to people who kind of, in discussion, appear to like to make it up as they go along, why don't you write a book? so that we can look at it and see if you contradict yourself, because it appears that you are doing so uh, to me, although you, you may not catch it yourself. Uh, so, anyway, the value of the text, and to that we owe great tribute to Vyas, and in that sense he's the Adi Guru, 
we our understanding of course is that that this as i say serves as a body of of knowledge that we go to and get support from and support that is to say our insights from expand upon and so forth and our at the same time uh, we are chased to hmm, a, a significant body of revelation in literary form hmm. probably likened the that to uh, law books, so what would be the law without the law books? And as I've often said, to play out that metaphor, of course, it um, it uh, moves from a kind of like everything set in stone type of feeling of security to a uh, the idea that law is an ongoing um, and determined with time and circumstance with dynamic reference to the core texts, the previous precedents, and so on and so forth. And it moves from the security we get initially from the idea that everything's set in stone, it's all there, the answers are there. This is the Kanishta mind wants this, um, beginning mind, if you will. Um, And if we're successful in approaching the truth with our beginning mind, then we can be prepared for the full implications, as I say, of the metaphor of the law books as we find out that they're actually more flexible than we thought and truth is ongoing and and in some ways determined um, uh, as time goes on relative to time and circumstance and beyond time and beyond circumstance, the nuanced insights into the... uh, the, um, the theology uh, or theology about nature of, of the absolute and so forth. So, um, very important, Vyasa's contribution, and he's honored today. And this, as I say, is the way in which Chaitanya Mahaprabhu thought of the Guru Puja. And of course, um, he asked Nityananda Prabhu to perform it. Nityananda was older than him. He had just been discovered in Nadia by Chaitanya Mahaprabhu himself. Um, he had been traveling throughout India and had, perhaps he was in the Braj at the time when Chaitanya Mahaprabhu began to manifest his himself as Vaishnav. And so he came to Nadia and Mahaprabhu sent his leaders out to find him, saying a great personality appeared. He had a dream actually Chaitanya Mahaprabhu the night before, the fellow would come on a chariot with a flag with a palm leaf on it, the symbol of Balaram, and cried out, where is Nimai Pandit? Where is Nimai Pandit? Something like this. And so from the dream he could understand a great personality appeared, and as I say, sent out Haridas and um, and um, whomever else others to, to, to search the town for the great personality, and no one could find him. So Chaitanya Mahaprabhu said, come and I will find him. So it takes, it took Chaitanya Mahaprabhu himself to reveal Nityananda Prabhu, to point him out, saying, this is him. He is a great personality. You might not have thought so. Hmm? It's the implication of how they could not find him. They were looking for a great personality, and with that come some preconceived notions. What a great personality would be like, and... Nityananda Prabhu was unassuming in a way and appeared uh, like an, uh, a different person, but maybe not a great person in the minds of uh, ordinary people, a very unorthodox person, mad with, with Braj Prem and Nugor Prem, no doubt, but this was a new subject, to, to still to be, to be understood. What is Gaur Prem? And of course, he is the one that helps us to make it understood and it took Chaitanya Mahaprabhu to point him out. This is the great person I was talking about, sitting on a rocking chair on the porch of Nandanacharya. And I think I had better show you his greatness is the implication that you may understand and never mis- misunderstand this person because I am understood only by this person. Only through him will I be understood properly. And... Uh, this is a strong emphasis of Chaitanya Bhagavat, Chaitanya Charitamrita, 
as well. In fact, we heard this morning in our discussion that Chaitanya Mahaprabhu said, even if someone worships me, hmm, but they neglect Nityananda Prabhu, disrespect him, then I have no, I'm not there for them. That worship is empty. Even if they're going about the motions and glorifying me and so forth. So repeatedly, hmm, on, in numer- on numerous occasions, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu pointed out the greatness of Nityananda Prabhu. The greatness was, his, of course, his, his love for Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, his boldness in that 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 love, his dear, that he's the dear most um, uh, friend and brother of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Um, and so on, on the occasion of meeting him, introducing him to the devotees and so forth, celebrating his presence, um, he suggested that, because a time was approaching, perhaps the next day of the Guru Purnima, that the worship be conducted under the auspices of Nityananda Prabhu. And uh, was quite curious because although Nityananda Prabhu agreed, he didn't know what to do. He was, he was, the argument is he was beyond rituals and um, he knew what to do in feeling but not practically. Mahaprabhu asked, where will we do it? He said, well, there's a Brahmin here, Shivas, let's do it at his house. So Shivas was supposed to know about those things. Nityananda Prabhu was from the family of Hadai Pandya, the Brahmin family, but he was far beyond um, Brahmanism in his in his orientation and so forth. Um, so uh, Shivas, of course, readily agreed. He said he would do everything. He had all the paraphernalia. He just needed a book himself with some of the details, and that he would uh, uh, host host it. And as the Leela unfolded and the Vyasa Puja uh, Guru Purnima was performed at a certain point a garland was given to Nityananda Prabhu who was supposed to be presiding over it and he was supposed to give that to whatever painting or whatever that they had as a representation of Vyasadeva. <clears throat> Maybe a book or something um, in those times and to garland it, and then the implication was that the ceremony would be uh, complete. Hmm? And, of course, all this was going on in the midst of extraordinary kirtan and, 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 and whatnot. But when the garland was given to Nityananda Prabhu, he didn't know really, he didn't appear to know what to do with it. Hmm? And so Shiva's, it was kind of a, kind of a, semi-public setting, not anyone, not just anyone was allowed in, but this was the inner circle of Mahaprabhu, Nityananda Prabhu was a new, apparently, member of it, and he was being uh, introduced as a great person, an extraordinary person, he's presiding over the affair, and it's a little embarrassing because he doesn't know what to do. <laughs> so, Shivas said, Gosai, you know, Put, put the garland and still he's hesitating and he's looking over at Chaitanya Mahaprabhu like, what are we now? So Chaitanya Mahaprabhu came up and said, Gosai, you have to put the garland, give the, give the garland. He said, oh, okay. Of course, then he turned, he knew what to do. Then he gave the garland to Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, hmm? who's the Adi Guru of, of uh, Gaudiya Vaishnavism and who's Sakshat Brajandanandan himself. Hmm? The Acharya, Acharjamam, the Acharya himself, so to speak, um, who appears in many forms, uh, Vyas being uh, one of them. So, this is another way in which Nityananda Bhu, as I often portray him, describe him, um, is involved in starting the Sampradaya. Um, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is described by Jiva Goswami as the presiding deity of, over his own lineages. Hmm? So they're his own. Uh, he's the presiding deity. He is the Samasti Guru. Hmm? He and Nityananda together. Samasti means like macrocosmic manifestation of the Guru. And then all the Gurus in the lineage are the microcosmic. Not that they're small and should be neglected. I've often give the example that Pujapachita Mars has given of looking at the stars through the telescope and um, how 
someone may think, I'm getting cheated. I'm being told to look through this tiny lens and the big lens is on the other end. Hmm? And so I should move aside the small lens. In fact, why don't I turn it around and look through the big lens? Of course, you only get a headache from that. You don't see the stars. You see stars, but they're not the stars that um, that are in the sky. Hmm? So high that we are uh, inspired by the parma, paramat by the excuse me by the parampara to jump up, so to speak, metaphorically speaking, and touch. And, um, no, we are looked through the small one, the microcosmic, the, the the vyasti guru, the way in which the guru tattva has come to us. That's big, hmm? and uh, this, of course, uh, was um, a lesson that Raghunathas Goswami was also taught by Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. And in moving from a brief discussion about the um, Guru Purnim, as, as we are, as I'm about to, we spoke about it in relation to Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's observance of it. It's mentioned in the Chaitanya Bhagavad. Um, we, uh, I, I I'm drawn to talk about Sanatana Goswami, whose disappearance it is. And in that connection, I want to speak a little bit from the verse of Raghunath Das Goswami that uh, composed by him in his Vilat Kusamanjali that glorifies Sanatana Prabhu. Um, Raghunath Das, as I said, was told to look through the lens of Sarup Damodar, hmm? under whose shelter Chaitanya Mahaprabhu had placed him when he had come to Puri at great risk um, to get the shelter of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. And repeatedly he asked permission for Chaitanya Mahaprabhu to give direct darshan and say something to him, give him some instructions to get the big lens, if you will. And he was repeatedly told, you know, you know, listen to Sanatana, li- excuse me, listen to Sarup Damodar. And ultimately Mahaprabhu said, he knows more than me, hmm? and 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 he did in an esoteric sense, in that he is the manifestation of Lita Saki in Gorlila, and she is very uh, expert in knowing the moods of Radha, that Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, Krishna's Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is so much uh, interested in pursuing and experiencing. He and Vishakadevi, in the form of Rama, Ramananda Roy, coached Mahaprabhu in the end. Hmm? as his Ragmar gurus, how to enter fully into that uh, that mood. So, Srubdhamadar was well informed. Still at the same time, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu did speak something to him, and we see that he spoke to him some very basic instructions. Don't eat fancy food, don't wear fancy clothes, don't engage in gossip, hmm? worship Radha and Krishna in your mind, and uh, get the rest from Srubdhamadar. But how much Srubdhamadar could actually... Um, Inform Raghunath Das Goswami is 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 questionable. Um, not that he wasn't qualified, but uh, Guru may be very qualified, but may not be disposed to say so much uh, to a disciple um, about progressive teachings and practice and so forth um, as he or she sees fit, and there are room for other gurus to fill in and so on and so forth. And we see this. This is a good example of the life of Raghunath Das Goswami. He had a guru, Yadananda Nacharya. He didn't receive any Ragmarg um, teachings from him. There's no evidence of that. He ran off in the night, ultimately, to renounce family life and meet Chaitanya Mahaprabhu in Jagannath Puri. And Chaitanya Mahaprabhu put him under the care of Sarup Damodar. When Damodar Sarup and Chaitanya Dev left the world, then he thought to commit Vaishnav suicide. Hmm? So he went to Vrindavan to jump off of Govardhan Hill, hmm? a form of Vaishnav suicide, as it's thought. But there he met with Rup Sanatan, and he was schooled by them. And there we find so many things he learned. That, that that he offering respects to them and so forth, 
he write he began to write. Hmm? So arguably even Subdhamana didn't school him very deeply in the Ragmarg, not that he didn't care about it, not that he didn't know. Hmm? Um, but all things in good time. And hmm? under the care of Rupa and Sanatana he he um uh, was schooled in these things and pursued uh, that uh, ragmarg and ultimately wrote about it to the extent that he became uh, the Prayojan Tattva Acharya of Gaudiya Vaishnavism. We have Rup Sanatan and, and uh, Raghunath Das Goswami. Sanatan Goswami, Rupa Goswami presiding over Abhideya, Raghunath Das Goswami presiding over the Prayojan, the means and the goal, and Sanatan over the conceptual orientation, as I like to speak about it, Samandagyan, and their literatures uh, correspond in that way. Um, so I'm going to speak a little bit about a verse that uh, Raghunath Das Goswami penned in glorification of Sanatana Goswami that is, gives a little bit of evidence to what I'm saying, that it was under, his, under him and Rupa Goswami that he was schooled in higher topics in Vrindavan and was thus able to, uh, with their help and the help, of course, of Yadunanda Nacharya and Sarupdhamana and Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, we need all the help we can get is one of the lessons to be learned from this, uh, able to to uh, write in the way that he did. Of course, this is all looking at it from the perspective of seeing him as a sadhana siddha. We think of him as a nitya siddha, and as we do all the associates of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, as we've been instructed to do by Narottam Thakur. Um, but they lived lives like sadhakas, these six Goswamis in particular, and that's why they are singled out amongst the associates of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, one of the reasons, because while other associates of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu were equally great and and pure and so forth, they did not set an example. It was not exactly what they came uh, to do. That wasn't their role. On the one hand, um, whereas the Goswamis did, example for sadhakas, and on the other hand, of course, they hold a very high position in the service of Radha and Krishna's handmaidens of Radha, embodying the highest ideal of Gaudiya Vaishnavism, that Gopi Bhav, Saki Bhav, Manjari Bhav, as it's called. <clears throat> so, so Sanatan Goswami, who uh, will we'll, we'll cite the verse of Rangathas Goswami, but Sanatan Goswami, he, as I said, presided over Sambandagyan. This is um, evident from his writing. He was the elder of Rupa Goswami and uh, their um, their younger uh, brother Balaba, whose son and the brother nephew of Sanatana and Rupa was Jiva Goswami. Sanatana was the eldest. He was about five years older than Rupa Goswami. He appeared in the world maybe in the 1480-something, 1488, I think, in Bengal. Uh, he and uh, Rupa Goswami, his, their parents were from South India, Saraswati Brahmanas. But they relocated, either his parents or grandparents uh, relocated in, in West Bengal. And there they lived um, very devotional lives, uh, not only as as Hindus, but also um, really as as Gaudiya Vaishnavas Kind of before Gaudiya Vaishnavism, or as it was, as it was taking birth, as it was uh, appearing, as Nityananda Prabhu was establishing it by garlanding Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and saying, "Bajago Ranga Kahago Ranga Lahago Ranga Arnami Namore Ejana Goranga Bajji Sayamat Pramre," and so forth. As I've often said before, the books of the Goswamis were written, and so forth. This was percolating under the bold influence of Nityananda Prabhu. Hmm. And Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, of course, had gone and taken sannyas and converted in Puri and uh, eventually made his way back on the pretext of going to Vrindavan. And along the way, visiting the inhabitants of Navadvip, he was really going to see Rup and Sanatana and instruct them, who had heard about him, who were attracted to him, who had lived their lives, as I say, from childhood as uh, Vaishnavas, in, 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 immersed in, in the Braj Lila. They 
in the area that they lived, they would play in the forest and they would name them after the different forests of Vrindavan. And they would name the lake uh, Radhakund and Shamakund and uh, and uh, Sanatan Prabhu himself was a was a great student of uh, the Bhagavatam. It is said that he, uh, uh, in his youth, had a dream. A young boy came and and gave him the Bhagavatam, something like that. Told him to study, and he was very ecstatic. And then he woke, realized it was only a dream. And then when he was doing his puja, a boy came and said, oh, "I found this book." And gave it, and he realized Krishna has come. And give me the Bhagavat, given me the Bhagavatam. He composed a beautiful verse glorifying that Bhagavatam, calling the Bhagavatam his guru, his life, his soul, his everything. So he is very much the person Bhagavat in our lineage that uh, Krishna's Kaviraj speaks about. He says that Chaitanya and Nityananda Prabhus have come to give um, Prem, and the way they give it is is through two Bhagavatas, the book Bhagavat and the person relishing the mellows of the Bhagavat. And as I say, uh, Sanatana Goswami, perhaps more than anyone else, personifies this idea of the person Bhagavatam in as much as he was so absorbed in the text itself, so uh, learned in that. We Our original commentaries um, both the Brihad Bhagavatamrita, which it arguably is really a commentary on the Bhagavatam, penned by Sanatana Goswami with his own commentary to it, although he himself attributes it to earlier writing and so forth. No one says anything other than Sanatana Goswami. <laughs> this is his book. In at least he brought it to the surface, uh, if not wrote it himself, and we're very happy with that. Um, explanation of the essence of Srimad Bhagavatam is a masterful um, work both in terms of explaining the significance of a very big book the Bhagavatam almost 18,000 slokas in Sanskrit written in prose and poetry and winding stories narratives within narratives within narratives and philosophy and mixing of Aishvarya and Madhurya and it's uh, not an easy book to follow. And we see from Brihad Bhagavatamrita how he understood Bhagavatam in essence and then presented it in a, in a way, in a story itself, a pranic like story of, of Gopakumar, for example, in part two, um, and of Narada's travels in pursuit of the highest bhakti. So two parts pursuit of the highest uh, kind of devotee and Second part, the place which would correspond with that. So it's a book about you know, Braj Bhakti and Gopi Bhav in particular, and the place where that um, is found, Braj Lok, Gokul, the center of the world of Lotus, of Goloka. <clears throat> An extraordinary text in every respect. Uh, just the way, as I say, in which. He could understand the essence and then retell it so palatably, so compelling. Uh, it's, it's, a, it's an electrifying book to read even today by uh, initiates, uh, electrifying. And um, this is so very artful. And then, of course, his own original commentary, the Vaishnav Toshani, the, for the pleasure of the Vaishnavs, it means, his commentary on Bhagavatam. This is the seminal commentary. Uh, Jiva Goswami wrote a short commentary following Sanatana Goswami's commentary. Uh, then many, many years later, a century or so later, Vishwanath Chakravartitakur, his commentaries is there. There were some other, Srinivas wrote a little something, commentary on the Chatur Shloka, maybe here or there. Um, there, are, there are obviously a number of commentaries, and there are commentaries that predate the Gaudias, but the first Gaudiya commentary... Uh, Sanatana Goswami has um, has penned and we all follow that lead so he was a great uh, student of the Bhagavatam so how much we are indebted then to Sanatana Goswami for for that how we can understand Srimad Bhagavatam otherwise it would be next to impossible hmm? he um, kept himself uh, in this way 
absorbed in Krishna Bhakti, even when, by force of circumstances, he was uh, became involved along with Rupa Goswami in the government work of the um, ruling Muslim um, party. Um, it is said the, I believe the Nawab Hussein saw Nawab Hussein saw, or yeah, uh, was uh, came to find out about them by some extraordinary circumstance. I think I've related that before, and their uncanny insights hmm, into human nature and and so forth was very uh, the, the the Nawab found very compelling, and he wanted them in his um, administration. Indeed, he gave them a position like that of like a cabinet member or vice president or something like that who who in in whose who in his absence would Sanatana in particular was really the ruling uh, person hmm? a king is a, is a wise person in a worldly sense that means he knows how to manipulate people understand their you know or understand their needs and their psychology not necessarily manipulate but often that Unfortunately, becomes the case, but wise and um, into insight into human nature and so forth, and so all of this was very much part of Sanatan's character. Hmm? We find it in his writing too, very logical, very philosophical, very well thought out, making arguments uh, uh, for bhakti and so forth, in the way that Rupa Goswami doesn't do. Rupa Goswami is very simple by comparison. He's only writing about leelas. Hmm? Wrote Bhakti Rasamrita Sindhu, but there's no, he doesn't really employ logic there and argumentation and so forth. He's just saying, this is Bhakti, and, and here's a verse to support what I'm saying, and it works like this, and here's another verse to support that, and so on and so forth. I mean, he was wise, intelligent, thoughtful, and so forth, but he was not very much involved in argument, in, 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 in uh, Shastra Yukti. So we find this in Sanatana Goswami. In his works, and this is very important for bringing devotees in, hmm? capturing them, you have to use intelligence to capture the intelligence and arrest it, that it might become useful hmm? in the service of our practice. Intelligence is hard to harness. It's, it's easy to see that I'm under the control of my senses or mind. It's not so easy to see I'm under the control of my intelligence, and I'm being manipulated like a, manipulated like a puppet in the hands of reason. Hmm? And getting nowhere. Um, so, uh, for intelligent people, uh, Sanatana Goswami was very, um, was a very useful member of our 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 sampradaya. And for devotees in general, we need we need some scriptural reasoning to uh, firm up our participation and understanding of the text, and so on and so forth. Rupa Goswami's Abhideya of, of Bhakti Rasa almost begins after that. He says, well, there's a little place for knowledge and renunciation, maybe in the beginning, but otherwise, you get a faith and taste, especially taste, then it flows quite, quite naturally. So, Sanatana obviously was as deep as, as Rupa Goswami, but in Gaurila, he's the leader, he's the elder. Hmm? And he's deferred to by Raghunath Das Goswami in the verse I want to touch on tonight. He's deferred to by Rupa Goswami in his books, who defers to him, or respects him as his his, uh, his guru. Um, he was the, the Siksha guru of Rupa Goswami, Siksha guru of Raghunath Das Goswami. They themselves learned under Vachaspati, Manasudan Vachaspati, the brother of. Sarabhum Bhattacharya, so many things, logic and different systems of philosophy and so on. Um, but Sanatana's deep love for the Bhagavatam, as I say, it carried him even into his his work in the government because he would do the work, but in all his spare time he would be studying the Bhagavatam. Indeed, he dropped out at one point of the government service and surrounded himself by Brahmins just discussing the Bhagavatam and its significance. To the... Um, uh, at the cost of irritating the Nawab Hussein saw, who ultimately incarcerated him for dereliction of, of duty with regard to worldliness. 
And, uh, of course, he had been charmed by Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. His, his brother Rupa had already gone and joined him. And, and the story of his incarceration and his escape and so forth were very compelling, moving across the countryside, ultimately, as he did, using his diplomacy. He had, I was saying, he had this kind of diplomacy and understanding of human nature hmm? and the hearts of people. It was very acute in that regard. Uh, as I say, it comes out in his writing, more than it comes out in the writing of Raghunathas Goswami or Rupa Goswami. And while he employed it in the government service, we see he employed it also in his travels across the countryside incognito, dressed as a Muslim fakir um, in a Muslim-ruled country where he was on the lam, so to speak, uh, running from the law, um, having been a cabinet member of the ruling party in Bengal, um, and uh, broken out of jail, penniless. He went with some golden coins only to give them up at the first stop and give up his assistant along with them who thought we ought to keep a couple of coins. I think you know, you know the story. And, and uh, it would have been at the cost of their lives. And Sanatana could understand these things. He could look... They, they, the story is, of course, they came to a, a, a stop on the road and a man gave them facility and so forth and uh, housed them and fed them. And Sanatana was thinking, why is this guy so friendly? Hmm? And so he turned to his, his assistant and said, have you got anything valuable with you? He said, well, I held on to, what was it, like eight or nine gold coins because there were some gold coins that had been left hmm, for Sanatana um, or that he kept aside um, for emergencies, and he, knowing where that was when he was incarcerated, he used that to bribe the jailkeeper and reason with him, understand his psychology as a Muslim, and he preached to him on the basis of the Quran that you should let me out of jail, because if you let me out of jail, they said, if you liberate a person, you'll you'll attain liberation in the Quran, and so the argument was probably more sophisticated than that, but he knew the Quran, he knew the mentality of the of the uh, jailkeeper and so forth. And when he arrived at the hostel hmm, where he was going to stay at this man's place, he thought, this guy's a little too nice. And so his assistant admitted, yes, I've kept some gold coins. And he said, oh, give me the gold coins. So he gave him the gold coins. It's not the one and gave them to the innkeeper and said, I have some gold coins, I want to give them to you. And he said, wow, that's fascinating. The reason I kept you here is because I employed an astrologer who told me that that some guests were coming and they were carrying golden coins. And so I had planned on killing you tonight and taking the coins, but you've given them to me. You're kind of a saintly person. Hmm? So these are just examples of his human and worldly uh, wisdom, and it shows up, as I say, in, in, in his writing. Hmm? And in the Leela's des- describing his participation. This ultimately is carried out, we see it in these forms, in his early uh, participation in Chaitanya Vaishnavism. But in the end, of course, in Vrindavan, where Raghunath Das Goswami met him, hmm, where he resided um, with Rupa Goswami and is enshrined there forever in the hearts of all Rajabhasis and Godias, he was the Munda Baba, the shaved-headed Baba. On this day, the Tirubhava Sanatana Goswami, all the devotees shaved their heads in, in Vrindavan to show allegiance to Sanatana Goswami. He's, in another way, the original guru of the Sampradaya, coming directly under the auspices of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, commissioned by Chaitanya Mahaprabhu to write the Bhakti Shastras, to establish the places of pilgrimage in, of Leela in, in, in Vrindavan, to establish with the Sadachar, the behavior of the, of the devotees, how the devotees should conduct themselves, what is their etiquette, what is the, how do they do this, how do they offer food, how do they dress, um, what are their ornaments, and so what Sanatana gave us all these things. Hmm? Um, where are the places of Krishna's pastimes in Vrindavan? Sanatana Prabhu and Rupa Goswami gave us these things. Um, what are the books? Well, Sanatana began that, as I'm saying. And worship of the deity, he began that also. Hmm? The worship of Madan, Madan Gopal, Madan Mohan in, uh, in Vrindavan said to have been worshipped previously by Dwaita to some extent, but somehow came into the care of 
Sanatana Goswami and the first Vrindavan Gaudiya Vaishnav uh, temple, the Madan Mohan temple on the hill there, above the at the at, above the the banks of the Jamuna. Very beautiful setting. Um, he established that that temple. So he very much fulfilled all of the instructions, four instructions of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu to, Mahaprabhu to him. And while residing in Vrindavan into old age, he became uh, as wise as he was, spiritually, as deep as he was spiritually, he was equally accessible to the people. And that with regard to common disputes and uh, questions about ordinary dealings. Hmm? So he made himself available. He would walk, circumambulate Govardhan daily hmm? and uh, wander throughout the Braj. And whenever he would come into a village or an area, everyone would run. The children would come and hold his hands, walk with him, and um, they would ask about who they should marry or how, uh, what they should name their child or what to do about this or that. And he shared all of his insights about that readily. And he understood, I want to say, as I am saying, human nature very well, the hearts of people and and uh, and their minds. And and so he was, you can imagine, and we can see from his literature, very expert uh, preacher. We don't find Rupa Goswami is preaching, hmm? actually, in, in like Sanatana, making arguments. And I mean, he's writing about the leelas and making points about the nature of the leela and so forth. But there's more or less an absorption in the leela that he's uh, involved in. Sanatana's more of a, a preacher. And the people there, the common people, will always appreciate that. Hmm? We are the Rupanuga, you know, followers of Rupa Goswami. He's given, it means, way, Bhakti Rasamrita Sindhu. He taught it by his example and so forth. But in Gorlila Sanatana Goswami is the leader, and Rupa begins his book with pranam to, to Sanatana. And, and it is Raghunath Das Goswami, and I've run out of batteries. <laughs> I wanted to cite a verse of Raghunath Das Goswami in here. Uh, Vairagya Yuga Bhakti, hmm, what is it? Vairagya Yuga Bhakti. Uh, anyway, Sananta Goswami is uh, glorified by Raghunathas, who ultimately retired in Vrindavan under the care of Rupa Goswami and Sanatana Goswami. He, he has penned this uh, uh, glorification of Sanatana uh, in his Vlapkusa Manjali where he says that um, I offer my respects to Sanatana Goswami, um, who, Bhairagya Yuga Bhakti, Bhairagya Yuga Bhakti means prayantaya. He, 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 he was, um, he made me uh, drink the, uh, in one sense it means the bitter pill of renunciation, hmm? um, in connection with bhakti. But we might think, how is that the case? Because Raghunathas Goswami is described in Jagannath Puri as being the, pretty much the personification of renunciation. I mean, how he systematically in stages became more and more renounced, culminating in eating only that which had been offered to Jagannath, then offered to the people, then the remnants of that offered to the cows, and what the cows had left. Hmm? This is quite extraordinary. Uh, and when he was fishing around in the cow pen for whatever, the feeder for some grains of rice, leftover prasadam, and Mahaprabhu popped in and said, what is this? You're again having feasts and not inviting me? Because his tenure in Puri began with having funds sent from home because his father was quite wealthy. Hmm? And though he was renounced, father would send money. And so then he would spend the money holding festivals for the Vaishnavas and feeding the, the, the Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's associates and so forth. He was just a young, a young lad uh, in comparison to the others. So Mahaprabhu relished his, his 
renunciation, which is not really the way, in a sense, but is a fruit, a byproduct of bhakti. Vasudeva Bhagavati Bhakti Yoga Prayodita. Janayati Ashubai Ragyam Gyanam Chairohoituga. Knowledge and renunciation, they come very quickly in connection with bhakti. Hmm? So, he was already very renounced, so how is it that Sanatan made him drink the bitter pill of Bhairagya? So, we can also, of course, look at it differently and, uh, and along the lines in which I was speaking about that from Sanatana Goswami and Vrindavan, he learned very much about the Ragmarg. So, Vairagya means by Vishesh hmm, Rag, a special kind of Rag. Hmm? This has been, this word has been interpreted in this way by uh, several of the great um, uh, devotees of, of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu in, su- in succession. Uh, rather than Vairagya meaning renunciation, Bhairag means a special kind of raga. That means rag bhakti, hmm? and the and the anurag of rag bhakti, which is that natural uh, attachment that turns austerity into like 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 nectar or like un- unnoticeable, hmm? if it's required for the sake of loving Krishna. Um, so. He, this is what he he was he drank, if you will. He, he uh, uh, was was nourished by through uh, Sanatana Goswami, and these insights into the inner world of of um, bhajan, hmm? yuga bhakti. Even even in an ordinary sense, of course, vairagya and bhakti, as taught by Rupa Goswami is a very positive thing. It's not the bhairagya of standing or lying on a bed of nails or uh, standing in the full sun at noon on a, the hottest day next to a fire type of bhairagya, but it means yukta, yukta bhairagya. Mm-hmm. That, giving up those things that aren't favorable for bhakti, so really you're just involved in bhakti and loving Krishna, and oh, you find out something is not favorable for that, then you're not interested in it. But in a fuller sense, as I'm speaking about it, this term bhairagya has been sometimes, this word has sometimes been rendered as um, the attachment, love, the rag for Krishna that being absorbed in, leaving the world behind is, 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 is a given. It's, it's, there's no effort uh, what, whatsoever. So the, the full kind of implication of yukta bhairagya. So this is what he was nourished um, through Sanatan by in Vrindavan, arguably more so than he got in Puri and from Sarup Damodar uh, and so forth. It said bhairagya yuga bhakti, hmm, prayanta, prayanta means um, he very carefully Sanatana was very careful to nourish me with it, it, with this. It means that Sanatana was going throughout the brudge, circumambulating Mathura and 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 from different angles of vision for different reasons. It's a form of worship. It's a, he set a standard by this and so on and so forth. But in the course of his travel around, every day he'd come by Raghunath Das Goswami and offer him some advice. Hmm? So Raghunath Das is thinking, he did this just for me. Hmm? He took great difficulty, with great care, hmm? on the pretext of going, and he was going for different reasons, so many places, but but touching down, giving even ordinary knowledge and counsel to people, and so. but here was someone hmm, who could really take advantage of what he was really about. Hmm? And so it's arguably, that's what his parikram was really all for. Hmm? so to speak, you know, his wandering through the brudge to come past the place of Raghunath's solitary bhajan and, and give him some counsel. Mm. Uh, um, why are you... This is the kind of counsel he gave. Why are you sitting out here without a kutir, doing bhajan in the middle of the day? Hmm? And he's thinking, Raghunath's thinking, well, I should be renounced. I shouldn't build a kutir. 
And Sananda Goswami is saying, what I'm seeing is that, every, that Radharani is coming and holding an umbrella over you. Hmm? And you're engaging her in your service. Huh? This is the kind of careful counsel that he gave him. What is your enunciation? This is... This is the, uh, so b- build yourself a kutir. You're taking service from Radha, and you don't even know it. Hmm? This is this was his vision, and this is how he, he how he taught him. So there's some place for taking care of yourself, <laughs> uh, uh, putting a roof over your head, having a space for yourself, favorable environment. Because be careful, yoga chemam bahami aham, and it's a competition that we're involved in. Krishna preserves what we have and carries what we lack. And the next thing you know, we won't be caring about worldly things because we we want to be renounced or we're hopefully absorbed in our our practice. But we have to be attentive also. Otherwise, Krishna will come or Radha will come and supply those things and we're in competition with Krishna. We want to serve Krishna. Krishna wants to serve his devotee. We want to win that <laughs> competition. We don't want to accept service from him. Hmm? Uh, so I think there's some story like that. Uh, something to do with the tiger too there in the, in the, in the Radha Kund area and... Uh, Anyway, uh, it's not. This is the kind of advice Sanatana was giving to me. We see on a very high level hmm? from this kind of advice, from this kind of sangha, from this kind of association, he could write books like Lapkusa Manjali, which is a book where he's entering into the into the lila as a manjari in his sarup and experiencing and coming back out and writing a poem about his his experience, and going back in and and so forth. And of course, the verse. Uh, forgive me for not remembering it all, and I brought it to cite it. But uh, as I say, we've run out of light in one sense um, for doing that. Uh, the verse com- concludes with nice words. I can't go through them all because I can't remember them. But Kripambudir, he's, he's very merciful who have done this, and the merciful disposition of Sanatana Goswami. I've talked about a little bit already how he was very outgoing and extending himself. To the, to the common people and very capable at the same time to extend himself to persons so qualified as Raghunathas Goswami and help him to become, in the context of the Leela, as an associate of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, the person that he was, the luminary, the great light for us. So we often offer our prayers to Rup Sanat and to Rup Raghunath um, for their special contribution, but we should never, never neglect. Sanatana Goswami, he's the architect of the Sampradaya. Hmm? Uh, so many things we've gotten from him. We pay our tribute to him, Munda Baba, on this day of his disappearance and show our allegiance as I have by shaving my head. Sri Sanatana Goswami, Prabhu Tirubhav Mahamotsvati Tiki Jai, Sri Guru Purnima Ki Jai, Gaur Bhakta Vrinda Ki Jai, Gaur Premanandi.